Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Chris Hanley joins me now. Chris, what are we listening to? The Denver Haircut by the band The Hold Steady. To welcome uh, our visitors from Denver this weekend. Not a lot of Denver songs. I'm going to get to the bottom of the barrel. Uh, <clears throat> I went to Amelia's Grocery yesterday and got the tamales. Is that the name? That's the name of the place, right? Amelia's, yep. yep. And uh, they were terrific. <laughs> Which kind did you get? I got the, well, so I walk in, and again, this place is just south of 240 on Getwell. Chris and Jennifer Biggs both wrote about tamales recently and uh and i'm very are you i'm very is the word what's the word when you're you you hear something i'm suggestible i'm very suggestible yes i'm very suggestible people start talking about a food thing and i go get it and uh and uh so anyway so i walk into the place and i was a little confused because i sort of expected you said the right they are right when you walk in, but they you sort of said they were there right when you walk in, and there's a I expected sort of one of those like at a gas station a warming thing with them, but no, they're just to the left of the door, right, and they're all tightly wrapped in tin foil. Yep. There's nothing to keep them warm except for the tin foil. Okay, I, I thought there was a warming oh. case. I don't even remember. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, and they're just these tightly packed, and you get. I think there were rotisserie chickens in there too. Six tamales. Maybe there was a warming. They got six tamales. Yes, there was. You get six tamales. For right. like ten bucks. Yep. Uh, pork. I get pork. That, all they had was the pork. Okay. I ate three on the way home. They yeah, were fantastic. Yeah, they're really good. Like I say, <laughs> I think I think they're 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 the best. You know, Mexican, South American, whatever. Uh, the best traditional tamales uh, I've had in Memphis. Really good. So uh, there is that. All right. Um, well, that was a hell of a game last night, wasn't it? I loved that game. I mean, out, outcome aside, I thought right. I thought it was great. It was and magnificent. My, my friend Dave Zyron, who's not a fan of either team, tweeted about last night. He called it a cage match with uh, blocks at the rim and blood on the floor. <laughs> and to me, it was sort of an antidote to what that All-Star game was about. It was like, yeah, this this is real basketball now. Um, and I thought, it, I thought was it was sensational. Great. It was, yes, ending aside. And by the way, for, for people who care about the, the quote-unquote narrative or whatever, national – 
No one was coming away from that game nationally saying Grizzlies flopped. They gave it away. They were saying, my that, God, what a magnificent game. That's the only game. people in Memphis who are seen right. it through a Grizzlies prism. That's right, not, exactly. Yeah. People nationally were like, I, I holy mean, crap, we normally – did you watch the national feed? You know, on the, the road against Philly, they were like a four-point yeah. underdog, and they lost by five. So and whatever. and they were – the, the, you know, we know sometimes coming out of an all-star game, it can be a little sluggish and da-da-da-da. Right. Instead, it was on fire from the beginning. Right. I mean, there were – you know, Joel Embiid, I think, was not – he Engaged was he was struggling he was struggling with something. As you said at one point he, he may have been under the weather a little bit offensively. I mean the Grizzlies have their struggles offensively, which I'm sure we'll talk about. But there was also lots of like high level defense being played in that game. And for the Grizzlies, I thought Jaron, Dylan, Tillman, and Roddy all were really exceptional defensively for a lot of that game. Um, and it was just that was a slugfest, and the Grizzlies, you know, ended your, up on the wrong end. What's your favorite of it. play? What's your favorite moment? Would you like the the, the Jaron block? Yeah, and Bede's block on Ja was pretty awesome at and the end. Bede's block on Ja late in the fourth quarter was he erased? Jaron <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> he erased it. I mean, Jaron blocking Embiid because that 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 led to the run out and the oh, Roddy yes, dunk on the, the other Roddy end. Dunk. Yep. I mean, runs counter to the slugfest thing, but. I, I, I got to give, I was actually looking for this this morning. The game was not on Bally's, I guess. So there, Bally's didn't tweet anything from the game like they usually do. So I looked at the Grizzlies Twitter feed from last night. I got it. We need to find the Grizzlies Twitter feed, like F-I-N-E, like give us money. They have to be fine. <laughs> for they did not clip up the oh. Santi Aldama alley-oop that he finished like spinning catch and finish <laughs> alley-oop. Uh, which was probably the most stylish play of the game. That was probably with, the most with, stylish with the mustache. Play of the game. Yes, that was uh, that was. I mean, the corner three from the heat check three from Dez. I mean, it's a yeah, three, yeah. but that was nuts. Yeah, that, that that was early on. You didn't forget about the first quarter stuff when the fourth quarter had so much going on. Um, but that the game was a, and it actually it did. It gives you a. If this is what it's going to be like. You know, every game's not going to be like that. Every right. game will be different. But playoff basketball is coming, and I like the way you put it, that it's an antidote to the utterly utter meaninglessness right. of the of the All-Star game. So, all right. On the other hand, they did lose. Yep. On the other hand, they lost uh, because of various afflictions that they have suffered before. Um, shooting, half-court offense, uh, and fourth-quarter failures. Yeah, they, they, they've they been on a rough stretch lately in close games. I was looking at this this morning. So they started out the season 5-3 and three in games. Well, I'm calling close games games decided by five points or fewer or that go to overtime, right? Okay. So they started out the season 5-3 and three in close games, and now they're on a 1-5 and five stretch. Like since since the struggles, since the start of you know that, that losing streak um, to, to now – they won in five in close games. You go back to the start of that. I mean, the Lakers game, they lost by like two points. Right. And then I think the Phoenix game, they lost by like two points. And so they are not digging out close games um, of late. And I want to say it was either last year or the year before that like one of the things all, all season was like John Morant's like the top clutch like scorer the, in the league 12, or right, whatever. Right? Yeah, 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 exactly. And it's a team game, so you can't just depend on like Jod just to bail you out all the time. But that is one of the things, right? That's right. not been happening. I went and I went and watched the last six minutes this morning, and I mean, Josh—you didn't have a bucket in the last five minutes, and he, he was kept trying on the fourth quarter. I think he was zero for five in the fourth quarter. Now, one of those was the play you mentioned earlier, where he got to the rim and a bead just erased it. Whatever, good defense, like you know, tip your cap. Um, but the other four, he was in the lane with shots that I think he would normally. If he wouldn't make all four of them, he'd make a couple of them at least, right? And right. He, he just couldn't get stuff to drop. So I think, you know, your your first call is always to Ja, right? It's always to call 12, and, and, and he was not answering the phone last night. 
you want you want other options, and the other options weren't coming through for you either. Um, but yeah, they 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 struggled. They struggled to get shots. They struggled to make shots. So those are two different things. I, I will say, the shot that Desmond Bain had to tie the game, the first shot he had to tie the game, it's a good was shot. a wide open Fabulous. shot from your best three point shooter. Right. You come out of a timeout or whatever you were coming out of, or you, you come out and you start in a possession. You run something. You get your best shooter a wide open look. That's the best you can hope for. Now, once he missed it and the offensive rebound came out, I thought they were they were too flustered and they they were too. They, they they were too eager just to throw stuff up when they had more time to like take a breath and get settled and try to get something good, and so the, the Bain follow up three and particularly Jackson's three from the corner were rush shots that were sort of unnecessary. Yeah, Bain's second three was clearly that, that rushed, was debatable, but, uh, debatable. debatable. The, the Jared, Jared one, it was like it was the buzzer was about to go. Yeah, there was like there was twelve seconds, seconds left. left. Yes, you should right. have like at least gathered yourself and right. uh, whatever. Um, and so there were some execution problems, but even more so, there were some like making shot problems. You know, Ja, ja in the lane getting good shots, not making them. Desmond Bain getting a wide-open three to tie the game, not making it. Then on the other end, like, Tobias Harris and James Harden are knocking down threes. Yeah. And and, and one of those, I saw someone tweeted, because people tweet me this basically every time the Grizzlies lose, about, you know, why are they, you know, they don't guard the three, and they don't do this or that. So I went back and watched. There was one of those Harris threes is questionable if you want to question defensive strategy because – Desmond Bain is guarding him, and he's got a foot fully in the paint when that shot goes up. And you could say, well, yeah, your defense is good around protecting the paint, but we got Jaron Jackson right there. Like, let, right. let him handle that and whatever. The rest of those are, like, contested shots. And the one and the one the Harden hit in the corner was a high, was a, high level of difficulty shot. Ridiculous shot, right? shot. yeah. So you have a – you get into it's a – Tobias nip- hit one that was wide open. Yeah, yeah. that's the one problem about yeah. that, that where Bain, Bain, Bain was sort of hugging the paint. But – um. You get into a tight game against a good team on the road, and like there's just a different there was a difference in shot making, and that's not the first time that's happened. But is for the that Grizzlies this I guess season. the the, um, the 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 fear is is that there's a difference. You get, you're getting tight games in the playoffs. It's going to be a difference there's in a, shot making. And yeah. there, yes, there's a difference in shot making because there's a difference in the shot makers. Yes, no, I, I agree. Um, I, that that's obviously number one concern of the Grizzlies. Right. You get into half court offense and tight situations. Can you score at the level you need to to compete with elite teams? That's one hundred percent. Issue number one for the Grizzlies. And, and but another thing, I wrote about this in the column like two days ago. is one of my questions, and, and I, I could sort of see it coming in the game, is this question about Desmond Bain's capacity. I thought it was interesting that he played – what they, they tend to do is pull him and Jaron both out midway through the, the first quarter and then bring them back in. They don't play them – he played Desmond Bain the whole first quarter, and he got all those shots up. He was making all those shots. And I sort of wondered, and I don't know the answer to this, but I sort of wondered, like, is there some strategy here of saying, like, we don't know if he's going to hold up throughout the whole game. Let's get as much as we can out of him early. early. I almost wonder about that. Because when he was having that huge first quarter, I was wondering, like, okay, is he going to is he going to break through? Is this going to be the first game since the toe injury where he gets 30 so points? did he play fewer minutes after that? Or did he did he put up for the fewer shots after that? Or did he, what was the? He was seven, I'm trying to remember from memory. I think he was seven of eight in the first quarter. So that would have made him... I don't know, three of 12 or four, what, right. whatever, the rest of the game. And so, yeah, I mean, it's hard. The volume's going to go down when you're taking eight no, or nine right, shots right. in the first quarter. But he didn't hit, despite despite putting up like 20 in the first quarter, he didn't hit 30 in the game. He has not done that since the toe injury. Um, they, they kept his minutes still down, 32, whatever. He has not hit 30 points or 35 minutes in a single game since that injury. And I, I continue to believe that there's a physical limitation there that's sort of that, – that, that's capping at the very highest – he's still been very good. But at the highest level, he can't – he has not reached that highest level. 
It's interesting because people tend to, you know, look at the Celtics and all the shot makers they have. Look at the why, why don't we, whatever. It, it, it feels like there has been a confluence of factors with Desmond's toe injury, Dylan's regression, and utter, like you tell, he didn't even want to take threes now. He took a three in there that he clearly didn't want to take. He just did Dylan, and, and right. he's never been an efficient scorer, obviously, but he's gotten worse. He's had moments, though. You go back to that series against Utah two years ago, he averaged right. like 25 points a game in that series. I mean, he got hot in that series. Uh, and then the absence of the, you know, then the, 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 the Zaire's injury and failure to take a leap, Conchar's failure to take a leap, the missing of the the other the the other wing players who were sent. It's just, I I think it's very possible that they just don't. It's fine to say this; they're not a completed work of art yet. Right? They don't have it yet. You well, know? they're getting. Nothing. I mean, the Tyus, the Dylan, the Dylan, and Tyus is another one. Yeah, the Dylan struggle has been so bad that people have sort of <laughs> forgotten the Tyus struggle because I think people. People are quick to jump on Dylan, and they're right, very slow, slow to, to want to jump on Tyus. One hundred percent true. Um, and like Tyus has just been bad, bad for like a month, like really, like deeply bad for like a month. And he, what did he do last night? He had two points, one of three shooting, sixteen minutes. That's the guy who's got the ball in his hands all the time. Um, what is, I mean, I thought Roddy was really good last night. He almost got he there. Was, he yeah. had nine points. But one of the things I've noted, I'm sort of watching now too. They have not had since the month since February began. They have not had a single game, not one game in the month of February in which one of their perimeter bench players has hit double digits. They have not had a single 10-point game from a backup point guard, scoring guard, or small forward in the entire month. Like, you, you'd like to get a little bit of punch every right. now and then off your bench, right? And that's, that, they're just not getting that at all. So how much— yeah, Tyrese Maxey had 16 off the bench for, the, for Philly last night, right? How much— uh... They don't have Tyrese Maxey. They don't have Tyrese Maxey. That's right. Sadly, um, how much would the addition of Stephen Adams and Luke Kennard to the mix fix this? Oh, I think it helped a lot. I, I think Adams, the, the core function of the Grizzlies' offense for the last two years has been Stephen Adams sets the screen for John Morant. Ja attacks the paint, and Stephen Adams rumbles behind him and cleans it up if he misses. Right. right. And so, like, you look at last night when, like, ja, you know, John ja missed two or three of those shots in the lane, maybe one or two of those Stephen Adams gets, right? right? It's to say nothing of the rest of the game, right? And so I think Stephen Adams, Stephen Adams is highly, and this is somewhat counterintuitive because he averages like six points a game or whatever. He's important on both ends. He is more important on the offensive end. He, he, was so, he is so key to how they function offensively, especially in the half court. I think they miss that a lot. With Kennard, I mean, I, I have lower expectations for Kennard than, than a lot of Grizzlies people seem to. Um, and so I'll see. But, again, the, the, their perimeter play off the bench has been a wasteland. So do I think Kennard will help that? Yeah, I think I think Luke Kennard will help that. Luke Kennard might get 10 points off the bench. He might. <laughs> he, he might. Um, he's 0 for 2 in that pursuit so far, but I think he's going to do it at some point. Uh, Matt Infield from WMC pointed out that the Grizzlies are 27th in the NBA in fourth quarter margin. The only teams below them, the Pistons, the Spurs, and the Rockets. Yeah, I mean, the, the, yes, the, that's a problem. I, 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 as I say from time to time about statistics, statistics are a snapshot of the past, not a, right. not, not a, not a, 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 a un, un, unchanging condition that goes forward. Like, and so you know, I, I, I don't necessarily assume that they will. You know, because it's not like this iteration of the team with these same players have never been good in fourth quarter basketball. Right. You know, we were just talking about John Morant, like, you know, best clutch player in the league or whatever, not too long ago. And so I think that can change and that could change in a hurry. 
but yeah, the, the, it, I mean, it, it is known their half court offense is, right. is, is is a problem. Um, it was a national TV game, and Jared didn't fall out. Jared did not foul out. <laughs> fouls were not an issue for fouls Jared. Fouls were not an issue for Jared. Three fouls good. in 33 minutes, um, 16 shots. He, he he really struggled, him and Ja both, making shots early in the game, but I was glad to see him get shots. I think it's important for Jaron to be very high in the mix offensively. And so, you know, when you got Bain with 20 and Jaron and Ja each of 16, like, I'm good with that. I don't want – I'm not looking – I don't think the solution for this team is balanced um, shot taking. Right. I think the solution is is John Moran and Desmond Bain and Jaron, you know, firmly at the top of the pyramid. And Jaron was good in the fourth quarter. He had he had he was four seven in the fourth quarter. He was their leading scorer in the fourth quarter. Um, I uh, I saw someone tweeted at you a complaint about the minutes. Best players once again. You look at the Sixers' best players. You look at the Grizzlies' best players. Yeah. Sixers' best players play more minutes than the Grizzlies' best players. This is what they do. I mean, the the, the all. I mean, Grizzlies were actually higher than they typically are on oh, average. Yeah. You know, Jaron's 33 instead of 27, and Bain was 32 instead of 30 or whatever. So they were slightly up their season averages. But all the Grizzlies, the four core Grizzly starters were all 32, 33 minutes. You look at Philly, and it's Embiid at 39 and Harden at 40, and even Tobias Harris at 34. So the top three players in that game, and Tyrese Maxey off the bench with 37. So the top four players in that game in terms of total minutes were all the four best players for the Philadelphia 76ers. Now that's just a reality. Now how you interpret that reality, you know, you could you could you could get mad about that and say that's a mistake by Ty, by Taylor Jenkins. You could take the big picture look and say, you know, this is going to lengthen careers and right. whatever and, and and you know, my only to me you can go either way with that. My thing is that 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 will change in the playoffs. Whether it's going to change at some point in the rest of this regular season, he suggested that it will. We'll see. But that will change in the playoffs. And so the idea that if you, if, if you take the same game and throw it into a playoff setting where the Grizzlies lose by five at Philadelphia, guess what? John Morant's not playing 32 game, thirty-two minutes in that right. game. And, and, and Jared, if he's not in foul trouble, is not playing 33. And Bain, if, you know, if they think he can handle it, is not playing 32. So there is that, that extra reservoir potentially to go to. I think the, the issues there, as I wrote this week, are can Jaron's Foul, foul rate allow him to go deep minutes. It could in that game. Right. And can Bain's, you know, the injury stuff that I think is still there allow him to go deep too. Uh, how do you power rank the East? Where are the Sixers in your in your rankings? Third or fourth. I, I, I They are should you? they should be third, but I think Cleveland's pretty good. Cleveland lost at home last night to Denver. Um, but I think the standings are probably pretty realistic as to what the East is. I think there's a big gap from four down to five. I, I probably favor Milwaukee slightly <clears throat> over Boston. Yeah, I just wondered the Sixers in that for, in that group of four. Yeah, you put them fourth, third or fourth. You know, I I, I like the balance of Cleveland, um, but that's a young team that hasn't really done it as much. And so I, but I don't I, I don't know if I just don't, I still don't trust Harden in the playoffs. Uh, and then you got Denver and the Lakers, the next two. Uh, thoughts on Denver? Denver's really good. I mean, they're they're running away with the West at this point. Um, up six now on the Grizzlies. One, you know, at Cleveland last night. I thought I thought they were actually going to lose that game. Went into Cleveland and won. I think they're the best team in the West. We'll we'll see. And I I've thought that since day one. We'll see if Durant with Phoenix changes that assessment. But we haven't seen that on the floor yet. I think Denver's really good, but but you know they're coming into Memphis, and so I, th- I think it's a toss-up game. Do you, by the way, when you watch a game at home, you 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 you're obviously 
analytical about all this, but do you like cheer? Do you jump out of your seat? Do you like, are you a fan in that classic way? You're not obviously when you're covering games at, at, at the arena, when you're home, what do you like? I mean, I don't, I mean, I do mean, you cheer? Do you do you do you I cheer? Do I cheer like do on my you, couch? I, do I clap? No, no. Do people when, do when that? I, when I mean, the, no. When I when the Bills <laughs> score a touchdown in a meaningful playoff game, right? Yes, I'll go. I'll exclaim. I will exclaim, and not just over the wonder of the play, over the fact that my guys scored a touchdown. I mean, this is this is for some reason this is always complicated to talk about. It is not at all complicated for me. Right? No, I, I don't. I'm just curious. I, I'm a basketball fan. It's not even just a like. Well, I have a media pass, and so I can't. No, I don't. Right, you you know, I don't care. I, I, I love a good right. story. <laughs> I, I, I've never done any of that stuff. I am. In, I am interested. I am not a live and die by emotions or, or, or geared by whether the team I Wins cheer or loses. Yeah, but I'm I, I'm an interested party. I enjoy it. I enjoy it aesthetically. Right. I enjoy it intellectually. I enjoy it. It in does all not kinds affect your mood that the Grizzlies lost last night as no, opposed to win. No, and, that, and there are people out there who just do not understand that. Like I think a, most people listening, it affects their mood. I mean, one of our former one of our former yes. colleagues who who I've known yeah. all my life. David Waters, we've talked about this over the years because he, he grew up in Cleveland, a yeah. big Cleveland sports fan. And for him, he's like, in some ways, he's repented because he cares too much and it's not that important. And right. he's like, he agonizes over that. And, and You've never he, had to go through that. And he just doesn't process. understand. Like, I don't know. I, I don't, like, with the Grizzlies lose a big game, I'm not, like, you know, giving myself 10 lashes. Or I, I don't, I, that's just not the way I react to things. No, no, I. I and it wasn't even yeah. before I started writing, you know? Right. Yeah. No, I think it's the. the, the <laughs> <laughs> the notion that, for example, I care as much about so much about whether the Bills are lose that I can't watch the games right. seems so antithetical. The whole point is to watch the games for you. Right, like, right. what's the enjoyment yeah. of it? Why would I? But I, I was, uh, yeah. I, I, I literally opened the phones today to ask how people were feeling last night, and lots of people couldn't sleep. You know, like they were because of just the, uh, my my can't sleep things around sports is not about winning and losing. It's about Sometimes when you get home from a game, if the game was really good, right. I'm so energized by the goodness <laughs> right, of it, of it right. um, that, that I have a hard time getting to sleep because I'm so worked up, not about what happened at the end or what the outcome was, but by the the experience of it and the quality of it. Right. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. Uh, that is from- Chris Harrington from the Daily Memphis. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.